Build Your Empire. Today, once again, we have an epic, epic speaker joining us um, and a mentor of mine, the amazing Linda Evenden. And Linda is a mum, Linda is a businesswoman, and Linda is now one of the top earners in her company, which I'm so grateful that she has the time to spend with us today to share her story. I think uh, little snippets of this story are going to resonate with every mum that likes to do a bit of shopping. Um, and look, Linda, again, thank you so much for joining us, but I want you to share a big chunk of, of this. I don't want to take this away. So tell me, you know, now being a top income earner, I know it didn't always look like that. We've all got to start somewhere. And I know for you, your somewhere was, it was, it was almost rock bottom, right? Like it was, a, it was not yeah. a pretty place. So tell me what yeah. that looked like and, and how long ago was that? Hello, Mel. Thank you for having me. Um, oh, so let's, I guess let's cast back to 13 years when, when I said yes to building, um, you know, this current business, which um, is definitely my largest business, probably always will be. Um, we had been, we'd been business owners. I worked in corporate for 10 years before that. You know, you, you get taught to do all the right things, go to university, you know, study hard, work hard, and then you might secure a good job. I definitely had that drilled into me. Um, and then I know that a lot of people might relate that once you get the dream job, you kind of look around and go, I don't know if this is the dream anymore. Um, and especially just, I guess, being a, you know, a young woman wanting to, you know, achieve big things, I was looking always for female role models, female mentors, empowered ones that I wanted to be like, that I wanted to look up to. And I did not find that. Unfortunately, in my eight years at a very large corporate, one of Australia's largest employers, um, I didn't find that. There were only three women in positions above, you know, that mid-level um, that I had gotten to in my early 20s. And I just remember having a real moment of I don't want to be them. I, I don't even want to be their friend. I don't really admire and respect. Them. I respected what they were doing in business, but I didn't see that was my path. Well, they so I kind of, they weren't your people. No, they weren't. They, they were stressed out. Um, they didn't seem to have a life beyond and um, they, they seemed very tense, you know, and, yeah, I, I knew that fun had to be part of my life and fulfillment, you know, that purpose. Um, and I guess in those early days, I was a student of personal development. I'd come across Tony Robbins and I remember him talking about the science of, of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of people have worked out the science of achievement, yeah. um, but not as many were coupling that with the art of fulfillment. And I got kind of obsessed about that because I wanted to be a jump out of bed person. I wanted to be, I knew that money would come if you were loving what you were doing. I, I really always held onto that belief, even in the darkest times when things did not appear to be working out. Um, I never wanted to give that up that, you know what, you can be happy and successful. You can be um, in alignment and successful. You can be making money and having joy and, and lifestyle freedom at the same time. And I searched high and low. So we had our own businesses. You know, once I was married, we had our own businesses. We were employees. We were employers um, and entrepreneurs. And kind of what happened, Mel, was I was tired of 
um, so many ups and downs and feeling like I kind of give that analogy of, you know, life being like snakes and ladders that, you know, as you're getting close to the end and you're only one or two rolls of the dice away from winning and you get the great big fat snake, you know, that right to the bottom. The business bipolar, yeah. Yes. You know, and you just, that's when you want to not only give up but, you know, throw the board in the air. And just go, okay, you know, that's it. I'm not doing this again. I've worked so hard and I've, and, and you kind of look for fair in the world and nothing is fair. So fast forward, we went then through the global financial crisis. Um, we were living in the US at the time and we lost big, you know, the, the business folded, industries folded and we moved back to Australia. I had three kids under three and a half and um, I had a business right under my nose and I just dismissed it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't understand it and I was quite ignorant to it. And to be honest, I just lost my mojo and my fire. And as much as I hated to admit it. So luckily, you know, my, my friend kept inviting and she just asked a very important question was, well, what if you could? And at that time, I had very little other choices. I couldn't go back to work because daycare would charge more than what I was going to earn. Um, and I felt pretty trapped. And I know that this is a common trap for a lot of mums wanting to be a present parent and wanting to be there for magic moments and not fighting over basic financial needs, you know, like getting a haircut, buying a new pair of jeans and just some of those basics. So I was very much in that dilemma at the time. Yeah. So tell me, when you say you had a business right under your nose, what was that? What did that end up being? So it's an, it's the it's a network marketing business. Oh. And oh, she said that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, there's so many different words for it: affiliate, ambassador, social selling, you know, social retailing, word of mouth marketing, <clears throat> direct sales, you know. <clears throat> There's a lot of fancy words for it. Excuse me. But what, what I was able to re realise, and it was a real epiphany moment, was I was a huge fan of the products. Yeah. I was already using them. They had made a dramatic um, impact and difference in my own health and the people nearest and dearest to me. So even though I had this amazing firsthand experience, I was still skeptical on, on the business model thinking, oh, you know, I think you just have to be someone that you're not. I think you have to be very salesy and, 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 you know, ballsy and persistent. And I'm not that, you know? And one day my friend said to me, you know what, Linda, this $300 a month could be yours. And I said, hello, what, what do you mean? And she said, you know, you've got all your family and friends taking juice plus. I mean, that's all I do. And I leaned in and I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, what if you could? I mean, there's already the people that you've recommended it to. I mean, how did you get them to start? And I said, well, I just told them what it did for me. And I kind of demanded that they start taking it, right? And she said, well, that's all I do. I just share my story. So and it was a huge moment for me, Mel, because that, and then she kind of said, well, what if you could do this business? Because I had all my excuses. I don't have any time. I've lost my mojo. I'm overwhelmed. I can't be a proper businesswoman. I, I can't even get these kids out of the house some days. 
Yeah. Right. Right. I, I literally, my biggest fear was I just can't even really get my shit together. You know, some days it's just so hard to have clean kids and, and food on the table. Um, and I was grappling with those early years of motherhood that no one talks about a lot. Um, so a business felt way in the too hard basket. And, you know, what it ended up being for me was a salvation. It ended up actually being a, a relationship-rich environment. There were, it, you know, back to my early story of I was, cre- I was craving empowered female mentors and I had no idea that that gift existed um, in this place that suddenly I wasn't a lone wolf I was surrounded by people who who were wanting me to win and helping me I was so suspicious at the start I didn't even trust it Um, and then I the floodgates just happened for me so then I was once I saw this as a business of taking care of people I was like I can do that yeah, and, and I can vouch so much that, you know, the the business model, you know, is whatever it is. You know, that's not the important part. The important part is, you know, what you get out of this far outweighs what any business can give you, the relationships wow. and the, the mentorship and, you know, our paths crossed and hundreds yeah. of other, you know, empowered women and men, yeah. um, you know, uh, are all in one place. So I guess the... The world kind of handpicks these people and, you know, yeah. drops them into, into a basket and you all get to meet each other, which is just so great. And it's, it's, it is sad that there's so many people so sceptical because, you know, they honestly are missing out on being surrounded by people that make you play at another level, you know, yeah. um, so massively. So tell me, okay, you've, you've entered into this world of, of uh, business and I'm guessing mm-hmm. you weren't online straight away. Is that right? Well, do you know what? If you go back 13 years, Mel, <laughs> there was very little online. There was email, right, and the World Wide Web. Um, there wasn't Zoom. Yeah. Uh, Facebook was st- – there really wasn't anyone using Facebook for business yet, um, and people were still quite suspicious of it. There was no Instagram, um, you know, no Zoom. So business was different. It was one conversation at a time, and it was also – um, it literally was one conversation at a time. Mm. And, and I loved that. You know, it suited me. I didn't know that there was any different way. So um, I was able to really build the skill set of discovering people's needs, discovering th- their pains in life, to solving, mm. you know, to understanding people's problems and matching that with uh, solutions. Yeah, so yeah, I'm thankful for that training. It's crazy, isn't it, that, you know, we're in such a fast-paced world now that we, we often don't even stop, you know, our friends talking to us about their problem and what's going on and we're not listening. We're not yeah. we're thinking about the next thing that we've got to do. Oh, my God, it's time to pick up the kids. And, you know, we're just yes. go, go, go. So, you know, to be in a business where you, you literally nurture relationships and you actually care you know about what's going on in these people's lives whether or not it turns into a you know somebody gets on your product or joins your team who cares you know you you literally make i I so agree it really does make you a better person it it, it helps you be a better listener Mm -hmm. it helps you be um a better student it helps you be um you know a problem solver you know I, i love the identity of a dream keeper because 
Um, I just got obsessed with listening to what people really want in their life because it, it, no one likes to settle, you know, and, and we're taught to settle all the time, just be happy um, with, with where and how it is. And I, I'm not that person. So I, I love to stir up that in others because that, you know, that's what started to bury me was, oh, maybe I just should be happy and settle here. Yeah, so true. So what we don't want is obviously to paint the picture of it all being, you know, peaches and cream because it's not, you know, it's, it's, not, um, it's not easy, like you say, but it's simple and it's worth it, you know. Um, yeah. Tell me, what was one of the hardest moments for you um, entering into building your dream, um, you know, and entering into this vortex of the unknown what was what was one of the face down moments for you that had you thinking is is it even worth it yeah there were there's so many and and I know this to be true across all industries and all business that that business really is about great relationships and it's a spiritual game you know as Tony Robbins says to to borrow from Tony again that you know business magnifies who you are so early on in my journey I was stuck, very capped in how much I cared about what people would think. And caring what other people think means that you are constantly trying to please and you're constantly doing this dance of compromise and and putting your own values and thoughts and beliefs to the background and making other people's more important. And it's super confusing and it's, it's very, um, it's soul destroying, really, when you are constantly seeking others' approval that, let's face it, you are never going to get. The people who disapprove of you are always going to disapprove of you. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't do the job or the thing to please them. Um, so when you have that moment of intellectually you stop caring, but when you actually follow through in action, of not caring, where you just are like, you know what, I've done this crazy dance and being like a four-headed monster to try and please everyone about what I should and shouldn't be doing and it doesn't work and I'm miserable and they're still not happy and pleased, that you you have that threshold moment where you go, stuff it, I'm changing this. I'm, I'm going to go after me, my dreams. I'm going to put myself in, in my driver's seat and just get out of my way. Get in and on board or get out of my way. And that's a very exciting and essential part of the business journey that I love when I see people coming to that place and then when they do. And you know what, Mel, there's a lot of people that never take that control. Yeah, there really is. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things that I found was watching somebody give up on their dreams. Yeah. You know, watching somebody, you know, maybe their husband says it's not worth it. Or, you know, their friend says, why are you doing that? Or, you know, somebody puts that dampener on whatever it is and all of a sudden, you know, that little sparkle they had in their eye and that that little spring they had in their step to chase their dream is gone. And that's like... That's hard to watch as a as a leader. That's really really hard to watch. So I definitely I definitely understand that. So um, moving on from here, what um, you know as you built your business, you know we have these uh, aha moments. Uh, You know we have these moments where you just think, oh wow, is it really that easy for you? What's like a standout? Was it a book? 
was it, um, you know, I know for me, the, the complete shift was the secret. I never even knew anything about manifesting, didn't know anything about, you know, power of thoughts. No one had ever actually said those words to me before. Um, I mean, before Juice Plus, I didn't even know what the word personal development actually meant. I had yeah. I love that. Yeah, so, I, I love yeah. I love that we get to be obsessed with personal development. Yeah, um, yeah that's a great question. There were a few moments for me that um, were the game changer across all areas of life. So like you, you know, I'd already discovered the world of personal development um, and was already an achiever. But what I hadn't yet found that I did find here was the empowered mentoring from incredible women that I did want to be like, and if they can do it, I can do it. And then understanding the power of story, that my story was enough. My story of, you know, being just over broke and having three kids under three and a half and, and, you know, having stressful arguments with my husband, the love of my life over, you know, how much it costs to get my hair done just the moment of, you know, this sucks. And then understanding that that's a very, very common problem. Mm. And that a lot of women have felt, you know, that discomfort or, or that shame of being at the checkout and kind of hoping that you've got enough money in the account that you don't have to transfer $10 and have the decline and, mm. and kind of, you know, make up a, a bit of a, oh, there's not enough money. Sorry. Let me just, you know, take that one off, please. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of women, that's, that's the reality. And they don't know that, that there's solutions. They don't know that there's different light. And so the realization of my story was enough. And in fact, the most probably painful and shameful parts of my story, if I was to own them, you know, like Brené Brown says, you know, that owning your real story is one of the bravest things that you can do. Your, your painful part of the story becomes someone else's survival guide. Um, so I think that that's the biggest thing that this beautiful profession has taught me is that my story is not only enough, it's everything. And that I can relate with everyone when I'm sharing my vulnerability and, and you know, courage is on the other side of that and my truth. And there's a lot of problems in the world. There's a lot of people who don't feel valued in, in their work. And that rates up so highly. Reward and recognition and feeling valued and appreciated mm-hmm. is way higher in job satisfaction than the income. Yeah. You know, and we have that in abundance. There's, there's a lot of people who, would, who don't have willing and dedicated mentors who have a vested interest in seeing them succeed. A lot of people are out there in competition and, and bullying and toxic work environments yeah. um, that, that's just like chains for them. So, that, you know, these problems are common and we solve a lot of those problems. Mm. We, you know, we have flexibility. We have um, an environment that matches your desire and your work ethic. Now, my desire and work ethic was never matched in a, a salary that was capped, even at my highest earning potential in our own business and in the corporate world. I still always gave more than what I was receiving. And I think most people feel that way of, of being capped. Yeah. Um, and then people don't own their time. The number one thing I was always in pursuit of was time flexibility. 
to, to be there for the magic moments of school, to be there if, if a family member is sick, to um, create six-week adventures in Europe, to, uh, to be able to pick up and go and, and go where the wind, you know, takes me. Was to, I, I love time freedom. I love that. So, yeah, that was the biggest yeah, thing for me. Um, it's, I only had that thought this morning, actually. I'm not quite sure what came over me, but I thought, wow, imagine having a job. Now, <laughs> you know, obviously not having a job is not a bad thing, but imagine having to go back now, yeah. you know. Someone um, telling you when, when you can have a vacation. I was talking with a woman the other day that they're telling, that her, her work is telling her when she can get married. You know, when, when, when she can have a honeymoon and uh, yes, you know, this is a, this is a big reality. Where do you draw the line on how much of your power you give away? You know, it's so true. So tell me um, what one of your uh, standout books was. You know, I'm a huge fan of Jim Rohn. Mm -hmm. So it's actually an original audio and, you know, I have the honor to work with, um, you know, Jeffra Birdie, who's one of the top, you know, industry professionals who, you know, they call him the, the, the $80 million man because, yeah, I mean, he's one of the originals that helped create this profession and he has mm -hmm. such a huge, generous heart. And he was a student of Jim Rohn. He knew him. He learned from him. <clears throat> he stuck close to him. And he only ever handed out one thing um, to new partners in the business and it was this audio CD um, by Jim Rohn called How to Build Your Network Marketing Business. And I got to tell you, Mel, even after 13 years, it's so old school. Um, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's precious. It's beautiful. But these are timeless business concepts and principles that apply across all businesses. And um, there's not a week that goes by that I don't draw back on one of those lessons um, even yesterday, you know, we, we were doing a training on just understanding that um, you got to know your numbers. Yeah. You got to you got to know your numbers, mm -hmm. and that everyone can win in this level playing field. You know, no matter what. And that's the other thing I love about network marketing. Um, my other favorite book. I have a few. I love the Four Year Career. Mm -hmm. What about? I love that because. What about like a you know, a, uh, a personal growth that doesn't have anything to do with business as such. Um, I love Super Attractor. Super? That is one of my, by Gabby Bernstein. It's one of my favourites because it's not too deep yeah. and it is an easy read and I can hand this book to someone who may not have come across anything. Like you said, The Secret they may not have come across anything like this before, but what we think affects how we feel and it affects our reality. Yeah. You know, thoughts become things. And she has such a beautiful way that she breaks it down. She's definitely just my style and my vibe. I'm a, I'm a huge fangirl. Um, I also love The Big Leap. So that is one of, you know, before I work with any client, I have them read that book so they can understand their saboteurs. They can understand the ways that they sabotage. Even when success is coming yeah. towards them, 
that they understand their genius zone. Gay Hendricks came up with that, you know, the concept of the genius zone where it's your specific skill where time disappears and everyone marvels at you and, and you just find it easy and everyone else finds that hard. Um, and when we live in our genius zone, um, you know, the magic that happens from there. So, and the magic is another favourite one by uh, Rhonda Byrne, which is about gratitude. They're all awesome books. So tell me, moving forward for you, obviously you've smashed some pretty massive goals that you've set, you know, probably I would imagine in personal life, but definitely in business. What happens, you know, once you reach that position, you know, once you get to the top, what what does it look like for you now resetting your goals? Are you fighting off bigger chunks as such oh yeah you, yeah are you yeah, you know you still got little bite-sized goals to to tick off or or you got these massive you know crazy what would look unachievable to you know the normal person like what what does it look like for you now you've achieved so much do you know i i realized when i w- was at the top of my game and kind of the the business you know, analogy is don't have the success coma. Don't be falling asleep at the table of success. Again, that's, you know, Jim Rohn. And it's so easy to do that. Oh, I've arrived. Um, And I was, could definitely have been in danger and, and ego can take over from that because you think that you're amazing and there's, yeah. 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 Yeah, And there's nothing left to learn. And the the universe is always going to keep delivering lessons. So I'm always on my toes and I know that my personality type is an achiever, you know, and I I know my personality traits and and my strengths and and my gaps and, and, and things to work on. Mm -hmm. So I'm always going to be in the achiever mode and, and, um, but there's seasons. I, I relax into seasons now. So there's, um, seasons for growth and there's seasons for consolidation and and a slower gear so I love teaching seasons and really good time mastery oh, so God. now you say seasons I'm like Jesus I think I've been in full tilt season for, for six years now <laughs> and and you know what like and I have been in the past and I, I now know the cost I know the cost of not topping up. I know the cost of not resting and renewing and not having a winter and an autumn and a spring. And I know the cost of trying to jump seasons because you you, you can't. Um, You'll just get the lessons in there. So I do have still big, hairy, audacious goals. And every six months I, I, you know, reassess those. Mm. And, you know, for example, my last six months, the goal was too big and I was getting very deflated. It wasn't happening. And I needed to change that and say, is this really important? Why did I make that? Oh, I think I was playing comparisonitis. So on the flip side of that, I am in, you know, professional high-level masterminds where people are doing three, four, five times the business that I am. So I can be around that because you are your peer group. You are who you spend time with. So that's every week. And there's some mornings, Mel, that I get on that and I just have anxiety. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is overwhelming. And it takes me five minutes to reset. And then I go, oh, no, who am I comparing myself to? Do I want to be them? Do I want their life? Am I ready to do that level 
of activity and courage and boldness? No. Okay. Well, there's my answer. <laughs> Here's my lane. Here's how, how I'm, um, you know, happy and content and in alignment with my values because I've been there and done that and it comes at a cost. So everything's achievable, but some other things will have to take a backseat. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it's, like you said, I think people get this vision. And I know before I sort of stepped into business and had any type of success, I remember sort of looking up to people and thinking, you know, oh, God, I'll never get there. But, you know, they weren't there either. They were probably goals as well. So that's it's just so incredible once you break it all down you know you already have everything that you need you just need to you know align yourself with the right people and and have the right mentors and a better vision and you know understand better belief system and off you go so linda for you what would you say to somebody who's thinking of getting into business but more so what about the and i'm going to say girl because uh, i can only speak for for uh, my female self. Uh, so, you know, what would you say um, to, you know, any woman that wants to get into business, but they've got a ton of haters around them, you know, and they're, they're doubting themselves? And, and this is just, this is kind of life. You are who you spend time with and you, <clears throat> you become who you surround yourself with. And so that's the seventh power is your peer group. So the, the, the top five people that you invest the most time with, and I say invest, not spend, um, you become them. You talk like them. You speak like them. Your bank account will look like theirs. Um, your wardrobe will. And, like, this is, the, this is factual. So I know this. So I'm very intentional about who... I invest my time with and not give it away um, because, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. So uh, people who are not clapping for you, people who are not wanting you to win, people who are scared of being left behind or scared that, you know, maybe your action will shine a spotlight on their inaction or their inadequacy or... uh, family you can love them from afar you don't get to choose so you get to have brave conversations with them and say you know what I love your concern and I understand it and I know it's out of pure intention and love and I'm super grateful for that and I want you to know that I feel so on path with this and you don't need to cheer me on you don't even need to support me but I would love it if you wouldn't block me or mock me I would love if you give this um, some space and some time for me to just discover myself here. I know that you want me to be happy and I want that for you too. Would you, would you do that for me? Yeah. And I that brave conversation has to happen. Yeah, the conversations that don't happen, aren't they? Like, you know, people will mock instantly you go back into your shell and, you know, yeah. you don't say as much or you don't share as much. And before you know it, you're a dull down, watered down version of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's like that four-headed monster of trying to be something for someone else. And then you realize, okay, I'm going to stop doing that because it doesn't work anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Linda, thank you so much for your time. Like you said, you're choosing who's at your table. So I'm so incredibly blessed that I was sitting at your table today. Um, And honestly, thank you so much for your mentorship 
Um, I'm going to get all emotional. Jesus, Linda, what are you doing to me? Um, Honestly, um, I remember flying to America and um, I didn't even, I'd never even been that far before. And I left my baby at home and, you know, I I took it, I took a big risk and, uh, and I did what you guys said would work and, and I did what you said uh, would be worth it. And I remember being, where was I? Like Vegas? No, no idea where I was. No idea. Yeah. Where did oh, when, 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 it was Nashville. Nashville, that's it. And I remember you just being like, come and jump on our bus, you know, and um, and even just that, you know, like that that moment for me was like, holy shit, you know, these people do have your back. And, you know, whether or not... You know, my mum and dad ask about you all the time because they were on the bus too, right? Yeah. They were like, oh, we're so proud of... We're so proud of her. It was a really big deal, this trip. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that is the magic of what we do. Yeah. And you, so I really appreciate how far you've come. Yeah, like how, you know, it's been years. Like it's been almost six years now. And, um, and holy, like the ups and downs are crazy. You know, there are, yeah. there's definitely been some business bipolar going on. But, you know, to be able to, you know, lean in and, and send you a message and say, hey, I'm doing this podcast. I'd love for you to jump on. And it, it wasn't even a question in your mind to jump on. And No, my pleasure. I know that this podcast will, uh, anyone watching the YouTube can, uh, can check me out having a bit of a teary moment. But, um, you know, I know there's going to be people that listen to this that go, wow, you know what? I've been watering myself down or wow, you know what? The view looks the same from the top. You just get to reevaluate your goals and you get to sit at a different table with some different people. So I, I really, really value what we've shared today. Oh, me too, honey. I couldn't, I couldn't be, pr- I'm, I'm like a mama bear beaming on with pride because, you know, the women that went before me gave me that gift. Yeah. Because I was wide-eyed going on my first trip to America. And then after six years, well, well okay, this is old hat. Yeah. And then you get to give that gift onto other people. And that is truly the magic of, of what we get to do. And I love that you are creating all these different entrepreneurial pursuits. That's the other great thing about our business. Like I have, I wear other hats as well. And I love um, that this is a community to draw from. Um, and to really navigate and ride the different seasons through. My apprenticeship, you know, yeah. it was it was literally, you know, like building a castle. You know, you helped me lay the, the cement. You know, we were we were concreters there for a while. Yeah. And you, know, you got to know yourself. You really, I I got to see you get to really discover and know yourself, and 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 love yourself, and and your self worth growing, and your um standards you know of of what was possible for you and others around you and it it is a beautiful gift that that lasts a lifetime it really is so thank you so much and uh did you want to mention any uh, amazing packages or any coaching programs that you have going on at the moment well i i have you know one that is close to my heart which is about contribution is heart-driven women And that is a membership community because I want coaching to be like a salon. Like we we go take care of our bodies. We take care of, this is like a salon for your heart and for your soul, your your connections. And I wanted it to be affordable. 
So I love Heart Driven Women because it's like it's less than a cup of coffee a week and we just have some of the world's most incredible experts um, in their field and, you know, we fill up and we, um, we have fireside chats. We do all kinds of amazing things in there. So that's Heart Driven Women. Oh, I love that. See the website, heartrealwomen.com. Perfect. I'm sure loads of people will go and check that out because honestly, being being around powerful women, like you said, it turns you into one. And you know, it's it's an incredible feeling to stand in your power and and know it to be true. You know, it's not a I'm powerful. It's like I'm powerful, you know, I have I've got this. Um, yes. and you know, it's an amazing tool to be able to pass on to your children as well. You know, they, they watch what we're doing. So they're always watching us. Yeah. They just, so I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I'm sure that we'll chat again soon. Thank you so much, honey.